You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Half hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, a podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie Grasso, Artistic Director. And I'm Jeff Malone, Executive Director. We are here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music events that we see and observe throughout our careers. This conversation will feature spoilers, so make sure you see or listen to the piece we are discussing today before continuing on with listening to this episode. You have been warned. (laughs) We are here for our fourth episode today, bringing you on... A wonderful discussion on the Netflix film, The Prom. And wow, what an experience that was to witness that. Only a couple years ago on Broadway, we saw the original Broadway cast production. And now we're here, only a couple years later, watching this star-studded product, film production um, on Netflix. And before we get into some things, I'm just going to do a few shout-outs here. We have um, the head of this, Ryan Murphy, directing and producing this for Netflix here. Um Choreography by Casey Nicola, who also directed and choreographed the production on Broadway. Um, with book and music by Matthew Sklar, Chad Beglin, and Bob Martin. Um, for those of you who don't know, they've written things like the musical versions of The Wedding Singer on Broadway, Elf the Musical on Broadway, uh, The Book of Aladdin on Broadway, to name a few. Um, I did not know that. There we go. So that's there. There There we go. We, I did, did a little homework here. but um, We have an amazing star-studded cast Dee Dee Allen, played by the wonderful Meryl Streep. Barry Glickman, played by James Corden. Emma Nolan, played by, um, introduced, you know, to us here. Joe Allen Pellman, we'll talk about her in a little bit. Angie Dickinson was played by wonderful, fabulous Nicole Kidman. Tom Hawkins, the school principal, Keegan-Michael Key. Trent Oliver was played by Broadway's Andrew Rannells. Alyssa Green was played by Ariana DeBose. Mrs. Green by the wonderful Kerry Washington. And a few others as well we'll kind of get to as we go through. But that was our main leading cast there. Kevin Chamberlain as Sheldon Saperstein and others. So Rolling through the credits. Roll, yeah, there we go. Right? So let's talk a <laughs> so few things. So now you know. Now you know. Um, <laughs> for, so we, if you're listening right now, you know, I'm hoping you've seen this production. Maybe some of you have seen the Broadway production. We're going to kind of go through. Let's talk a little bit first about what that experience was like when we saw it together a couple years ago on Broadway and what we were thinking, you know, before the Netflix adaption came for me, I remember not knowing what to expect. I'm hearing about this brand new original musical, uh, which is rare sometimes (laughs) to hear a very brand new original. I know it's based on a concept and an actual 
partial true story, but you know, it was very original. So I remember going if you you know, it was a couple years ago mm -hmm. and and not having any expectations, thinking let's just kind of dive in. There was Broadway stars to an extent. There were Broadway names starring in it. Beth Level. Yeah, Beth Level. Um and I was just really I was really impressed. I remember leaving there, well, the intermission moment, which is about halfway through the film when she shows up to her own prom there and that, that emotional moment. I remember being like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then the end, I was just so blown away. I remember feeling really good, like, wow, mm -hmm. this needs to go somewhere. Did you feel the same thing? Totally. I mean, if we want to talk a little bit about the Broadway show first, I watching that show, I think you and I both felt like, wow, this is really really great mm. and it had so many great moments because you're like well you know we went to prom and we had to have like a normal-ish prom mm -hmm. um and seeing this i was like oh wow they're they're really starting to get inclusive and there's so many moments in the show where you're like oh wait no they're still very behind and we're trying to figure out the whole you know connect between what these broadway stars are trying to do for themselves but also like what is Emma trying to do for everyone not just herself mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. that's a lot of the things that I was getting from the Broadway show but I think comparing the two some of the flaws in the Broadway show was it was really about the celebrities a lot of the time um these Broadway stars so you know I don't know if you felt that way about the Broadway show but yeah, I mean, I, I remember leaving the Broadway show thinking, wow, this is just different and new and it had different musical styles. And, you know, we're, they were Broadway stars playing Broadway stars. So yeah. there's that going on. Right. And it's a kind of a show within a show in the beginning. I like seeing them transform going to the t it was it's a true example of how everybody helped change everyone. And at the end, it's a little it is that cheesy, corny, like, oh, my gosh, everybody's happy at the end. And we live in a picture perfect bubble world. But that's what a lot of musical theater does. Right. It takes conflicts. It takes two extremely different groups of people and brings them together and mayhem ensues. Right. So that structure of a, you know, kind of follows the golden age musical structure in a way. And I, I appreciated that sense of structure. Well, I sure. think seeing from the Broadway show that I found a little bit different in watching this film production is like we were able to go in a little bit more of character development with each character in the film and in yeah. the film mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and in the Broadway uh production of it it fell a little bit off and we kind of just got to the end of the show right like for and... example like we knew Barry Glickman who plays by James Corden in the in the film you know that character struggled with his identity, struggled right. with his problems, struggled with himself. And then we see that so much more in the film about the struggle with his mom and his childhood and the flashbacks to him as a child. That's what a film can really do, mm -hmm. right? Is send us to a location for an instant and then bring us right back. And then... It was kind of so important to have that moment, though. Oh, sure. I mean, I was when I was watching that moment, I remember turning to you and saying, how many people either have had this conversation with their mother? Mm -hmm. How many people haven't? How many people wish they could, or how many people wish they didn't? You know, and, and whatever you feel, you're seeing a raw emotion there. And I thought that was great that the film really brought that moment to light. When he well, I think it's all. a great feeling that everyone should have. Yeah, yeah. Should feel. Mm -hmm. Because why should it only just come from the person that does need to come out? Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. It's kind of silly, I think, still that we have to live in this day and age where, like, we have to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I still find with this movie a little bit about that is like, we have to come out, you know, and how does someone else react to us coming out? Mm. You know, and, and, and why how, should that matter? Or, or I think what 
in a way what the film did was it would kind of it showed how do people meet you halfway yeah. how did Meryl Streep's character help him get in touch with his mom because we knew that he we had heard in the moment were you the one who called me and mm-hmm. hung up you know he tried right. Meryl Streep kind of interjected helped and the mother came she yeah. came from another state to this school and Meryl Streep must have told her where he was and that was a big just for her to come and meet him halfway allowed him to feel more comfortable and saying, you know, we have some work to do, but let's start somewhere. And that was her being a friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, what does friendship do mm-hmm. for people? And I think that's a big underlining theme throughout this show. Well, you even see that with Emma and sure. the students, you know, they were friends. And then this whole like, oh, she's gay. Um, we can't be friends with her anymore. And then at the end, they're like, oh, we're sorry. We were being jerks. We really do want to be good friends mm-hmm. um, with you. Yeah, and there's different song moments that help Emma and Alyssa Green, I feel, throughout. So Alyssa Green's friends have that awesome gospel number with Andrew Rannells oh, yeah. in the mall. And then um, and the Godspell Choir comes The Godspell <laughs> Choir, and I love me a good campy moment like that. But then we have... Um, Emma gets that wonderful Zazz song from uh, Nicole Kidman's character, giving her the confidence that she needs. So they all have like a moment where they kind of help in a way these two girls struggling with their identity, struggling with their relationship. And, you know, I'm sitting there at times watching Kerry Washington's performance mm-hmm. as the PTA president. And I'm here. She's so committed to that role. She's so she's so f- it wasn't over the top to me. It wasn't like, I'm the crazy PTA mama. It was just, she was like, listen, I'm the PTA mom. And it was intense at times. And there were times when I was listening to what she was saying. And I was like, oh my gosh, like how many people have literally said these things mm-hmm. or currently still do across the nation and the world? Right. It's not like, oh, this is fabricated. No one really exists like this. No, I think she was really impersonating not to say every PTA president acts like this, of course, but I, I, I felt like how many places must still have that that. Well, we mentality. see it every day. And it's every day, right? We Maybe really not see just that every PTA, day, and right? people like to voice their opinions on um, how they think the world should be. And I guess it's kind of a two-sided situation because on both sides you can say, well, this is the way the world should be, and then the other side says, no, this is the way the world should be. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, that's a huge mes- message of both the stage production and the movie production is like, no, we need to live in an inclusive world altogether, but like, we're just not going to support negative things. Mm -hmm. Right. And the theme of that is so important. Right. Mm -hmm. And and how the, the theme of this whole piece, what I really, really appreciated Ryan Murphy doing in this is this beautiful balance between rooted reality and camp. Mm-hmm. And we went back and forth throughout the piece. It wasn't just a campy musical, campy musical, and it wasn't just like upscripted drama. It right. was this wonderful element of both. The prime example being anytime like they would break out into song unexpectedly, we saw those neon blues and neon pinks and neon yellows, like when she does the Zazz song in her yeah. living room. And I'm like, how cool that that's what theater does, right? It takes us out of a moment for, ex- for a minute and we kind of enjoy a performance or, or understand what the character's doing. So we see that Bob Fosse-style jazz number in our living room, and then we go back to a rooted reality again. And and I, I like that balance. Sometimes I don't always find that every time you see a Broadway show, it does that. Mm-hmm. It sometimes lives a little too much in one room. I almost feel like with Broadway, if you're going to live in reality most of the time, you're going to be a straight play. And you're gonna if you're gonna do that golden age musical, you're just gonna be camp cheesy the whole time. Right. And this was like this really nice ebb and flow back and forth for me in the film production of seeing that camp slapstick versus the sad 
heart-wrenching reality moments. And the music itself actually drives the plot of mm-hmm. the show. It's not just filler. No filler. I don't find much There's filler There's not in this a at all. filler song no. in this show. No. And you actually, you, you see it and you're sometimes like, oh, they're in a mall right now. This mm-hmm. would never happen. But it could. <laughs> I know. With that song that they're singing, yeah. it's like, no... Yeah. Actually, this could. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, they're at the PTA meeting and they come in and they start doing a number. Well, it could. Mm-hmm. Why not? And at the prom, you know, what I really loved about the prom, and it makes me want to have another prom. I know. Or, like, go I to know. a prom or um, have a big gay inclusive <laughs> prom. But, like, I love the ode to the choreographed dance at a prom. Oh, sure. From, like... The Grease days. The Grease days or the the 90s, you know, rom-com movies where there's a prom in every single movie. And it's like... It is a to that. And they're doing the choreographed dance, and I love it because... That's a little camp, but that's also... It works, right? I will tell you at the end... I was like, oh, there's some really heart-wrenching moments here, and I was kind of getting on the verge of tears a couple times but for me verge of we were ugly crying well no I won, well, a few times i was good oh, I was definitely choking up but at the end when they were like oh all the kids are gonna come and i remember thinking for some reason i remember thinking about the show oh the kids from that school come mm-hmm. and they do and some yes. of them certainly do but i don't know why for some reason that's all i remember and i don't know if it was in the broadway production like that but in the film now they her video message got to all the LGBTQ teens of the area and they all came to this inclusive prom. And for me, I was like watching, I'm like, oh my God. I was like so welling up with tears and I start ugly crying because I'm like, imagine being this age and and going to a prom and being able to come out at that time and see trans and gay and lesbian and bisexual and straight and who's wearing makeup and who's not and who's in a dress but who's not and it doesn't matter because everybody's just feeling themselves and I saw that wave of kids running in through those rainbow arches and I was like oh my god I'm so happy that kids can see this that kids were feeling that energy and how far we've come how truly far we've come to see something like that in 2020 Hopefully, it means that it shouldn't matter mm-hmm. and that this should just become part of society. Yep. So when someone does see this, it's not like, oh, why? That's weird. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like when it happens in real life, um, people should be like, oh, that's normal. Yes. And I also feel like what's really interesting to me is the plot moment in the middle where the PTA moms say, well, we had to legally give her a prom, so we did. And mm-hmm. we had a regular prom over here, what she says, normal, regular, whatever yeah. word she uses. But Emma's prom is going to be over here. And oh, and we, we followed the rules, and we did that, and, and we're done now. And mm-hmm. it's crazy sad for me to think that that could actually literally happen and that people would actually literally do that. Because she kept saying, oh, I followed the rules, yeah, we gave her her prom. And I was like, oh, my God, uh, uh, uh. like... The fact that people actually did that or would actually do that, it's unfortunately in the crazy world we live in, doesn't surprise me that that could actually happen. So that's why I didn't find this film plot to be like, I'm not sitting there watching this and being like, that would never happen. This would never happen. That would never. I actually could see a lot of this really happening. And still happening. And still happening. And that's why I think the rooted real reality for me was these scenes, these moments. And going to a rooted reality, you know, I, I remember the fabulous Beth Level playing Dee Dee Allen on Broadway and seeing her and her romance with um, the, the school principal and seeing that journey. But I really saw that character blossom a lot more here with Meryl Streep playing it. And not only just Meryl Streep playing it, but the, the character was expanded. We yes. saw emotion, what she was struggling with. She, I, I had heard recently... And not even by to, much. No, yeah. Not even by much, because a lot of the same dialogue and performing moments were still in the film sure. production. But it was just like a, 
touch of it that they had a little bit more of connection between the principal and um, Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, it was just the right amount. And it, it actually really was for like every character. I yes. was like, this, it just, it, it just needed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really did. And you have a film that uh, gives an opportunity to quickly do some flashbacks or some moments. Fl- flashbacks. If we go back to our first <laughs> podcast where we talked about the boys in the band mm-hmm. and we just had to, those little flashback moments just to give it context, it really worked. Now, obviously in theater and Broadway, it's a little it's, harder, it's a little harder cause you, to, to create a flashback mm-hmm. moment on the stage is hard. I get it. Um, but this, this really worked. For sure. It really worked. And I think what also really worked was like with Emma's character, it really became about her in the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I felt that. I didn't necessarily feel that when I left the theater. All, the that it time, was right? all about her. Yeah. Um, so that's just my feeling. <coughs> For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I'm wondering also, um, you know, there's there's moments where we see... So, so here, here's an interesting thing I, I noticed. I'm sitting here watching this film and I'm saying, wow, here's, it's, I'm watching Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. Meryl Streep. Like I'm watching these Hollywood A-list award-winning stars play these roles. And I'm thinking to myself, does their presence alone, just the presence of a Hollywood star starring in a film adaption of a very new Broadway musical that wasn't, it was a hit in its way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't this runs for 30 years and wins 14 Tony Awards and becomes, you know, that some shows before it has. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, what their presence alone, to me, does to this story, it means a lot. Mm-hmm. If I said to someone, oh, you got to watch The Prom on Netflix, and they're like, oh, cool, I don't know, any, what, what is that? I don't know, you know. But if I said, oh, Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman are in it, I wonder how many people would be like, oh, now I want to see it. And I don't want to say that that's the reason why people should see it. But I wonder if their presence alone, me, wow, these Hollywood stars wanted to tell a story of inclusivity and they're belting their face off and they're in beautiful costumes and wigs and there's camp studded, star-studded quality perf- entertainment here. Wow. So I'm not saying that... Well, it will definitely help. It helps, I think, because I think... And that's just, in general, yeah, celebrity helps sell things. But I think it was nice to see their their engagement in this piece and say, I'm going to play this role, I'm going to tell this story, and I'm a Hollywood star, and I'm going to star in this show that no one, or only the Broadway community knows about. What you know? I did like about it is, like, if you have to add celebrity to it, add it to those characters. Yes. Because yes. watching yes. Emma and watching Alyssa be little less known names... Um, really helped us get into their character more than us saying, oh, that's Nicole Kidman up on the mm. screen, or oh, that's Meryl Streep, or oh, that's James Corden, or oh, that's Andrew Reynolds, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what I do when I see these like more well-known names, where the others, I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. The kids, you really got to invest yourself into who they were playing mm-hmm. versus like celebrity on celebrity on celebrity, you know. Right. And another thing I find fascinating is it is truly fascinating to me how fast this whole thing went. Oh, yeah. We were just seeing this on Broadway. But they announced that pretty quickly. They did. It was like a few months running. Ryan Murphy shows up and says, I'm going to adapt this into a film. It instantly films. They filmed most of it before COVID. I think they had to do a few quick scenes this the last a few months ago yeah. to finish up filming. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, like how long did it take us to get a Les Mis movie? How long did it take us to get a Phantom of the Opera movie? Sunset Boulevard comes out almost 30 years ago. We're just now talking about it. I mean, we're talking about big 
Broadway musicals, and, and it takes someday. 10, 15, 20 years to get these film adaptions out. And, and Wicked, how long have we been talking about Wicked? Like, where's the Wicked movie, right? I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then it's but like, whoa, here comes the prom in like two years. And <laughs> but I'm like, but you don't oh know if, God. like, let's say Ryan Murphy saw this and he was like, this is great as a show, but it should be a movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Wicked is amazing as a show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so to do the movie version of it is going to be a lot harder mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the prom on stage was great but he was like i'm gonna make it better yeah well, well and he changed things some things he didn't change some things some things that he did and it, it was nice it, that he had his original what he team did do was he definitely well, changed some order of things yes to help tell the story what i actually really liked was this this is a subtle change. I remember the film's starting and we're in we're immediately in a drama in a high school between a pta and a principal and, and Give, in the first two minutes, we immediately know exactly what this is about. I remember mm-hmm. seeing the Broadway show and the first song being that Eleanor Roosevelt yeah. one. And I remember thinking, oh, what is what is this about? Like, And I loved the camp. Like, Obviously, they're playing into the whole, like, let's make a musical about Alexander Hamilton. Let's make a musical about Eleanor Roosevelt. And, right. and the camp, funny, cheesy, dancing element of the Broadway people playing Broadway people. I love that. But it was like, oh... It was really cool in the film just making a slight change like that. As one example. Right, because it know? starts the whole movie. Mm-hmm, you were mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, okay. Well, we know what's happening here. And um, we were like, all right, we're going for this mm-hmm, ride. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I really enjoyed the film production. I really I was really engaged the whole time. I loved seeing these characters come to life. I was, like I said, I was emotional at times. I was laughing at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted to go into... Um, favorite song for a second and ask you what your favorite song was because there was so every songs do you notice how so many of the songs are different there's that gospel number we have the fossey jazz <laughs> number but then we have that, that kind of like pop vibe at the prom the pop rock songs the ballads are beautiful well you have every type of like musical theater genre yeah, up yeah. on stage here which is great so maybe not a favorite I, song but a favorite scene but favorite i song. love i love the great big numbers that have the huge mm. dance break in mm. them leading into the act one finale with um what is it i i just want to dance yeah or tonight belongs tonight to belong, you yep, yep. i love the song i know it's bad the way that it ends but the song is great and build the prom at the end yeah, build, yep 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 it's time to dance yeah it's time to dance those are great but i do do and nicole Kidman did I, justice to you this song. told us you took the words right out of my mouth zaz zaz <laughs> You know, what the thing is about, you know what the thing is about, I remember seeing on Broadway, I think that was a great number, and I'm watching Nicole Kidman here, I'm like, wow, like, we're seeing her in so many things, she's so amazing at what she does, yeah. and and then you see her in this just fossy look, the the legs, the arms, the kicks, the 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 jazz, that I just really, I mean, I'm always in it with her, I love what she does, and going over, I love, I love the Meryl songs. She's yeah. belting. She's really... She. I mean, this woman is singing... I mean, a lot of her career has been straight drama film. So Mama to see her Mia. singing in Mamma Mia, <laughs> right? But, but that was a different style of musical singing. Yeah. That's like, let's just kind of get my girlfriends together in Greece and we're going to sing some Abba song. This was like, I have to sing musical theater. Which is, obviously, Mamma Mia is musical theater. But I, she had to sing original music belting. I mean, I was very impressed with her. I really liked that performance, too. I thought the costumes were great. The set... Was great the was location. Great. I love the product placement everywhere. It was nice to kind of see. There's McDonald's. There's American Eagle. There because like you see the product. He's now. learning about product placement. Uh, no. <laughs> no, how many times do you see a show and there's no product placement? You feel like where where are we? Are we in the set? 
No, but there was product placement everywhere. Well, something like, has to pay for the movie. Well, I mean, <laughs> but it was like you felt like you were really in a mall. You were really in the yes. apples and bees. As she says, I love that. That's so funny. I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we go through this a lot in some of these gay underlining theme movies mm. about why is it always about how the other person that isn't gay feels about the situation uh example being in the film being why did we have to end with mrs green Alyssa's mom being okay with Alyssa being gay mm. you know it's interesting because i don't want to say carrie washington is like the villain or the evil you know the the conflict of the show you know but i guess to resolve plot mm-hmm. we want to kind of see what'll happen and, and I, what was nice about it is it another moment that seemed rooted in reality to me she walked away from her she had to go we'll talk about this later that, that's sad that, that may have really happened but then in the prom she comes back and she says we have to talk we have to work on our relationship i, I need to learn things about you and you need to learn. but but let's just you're my daughter yeah. And that comes first before everything. And I think that that was a beautiful moment in a way. As much as I understand what you're saying, like why do we, does it always come down to, well, what do the straight people think or what does the straight character think? It's nice to know that there was some resolve I guess there. what I'm saying is like, it's never really about like, why can't you just accept me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's always like, can you accept me? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Why can't you just accept me? Mm-hmm. And it had to, it, we had to see it with Barry's character and his mother. We had to see it with... Emma, and you don't even see it with her parents because right. they still don't, yep. they're yep. not happy with the, the choice that she's making. And then now we're seeing it with Alyssa and Carrie Washington, well, Mrs. Green, we don't know her actual yeah, it's name, just it's Mrs. just Mrs. Green. Green. Yep. But we're like, why, why do we have to say, um, sorry, I'm distracted, but why is it like, can you, can you accept me? No, no, no. Why is it not just like, why don't you accept me? Yeah. Well, and, and that's we don't, what we're but learning. we don't get the answer from them because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's never asked. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's that's where like, we go in the next LGBTQ. Right. Uh, and I think that's um, where, and I think that's where we do need to go. Mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot to dissect here. It's one of those situations where we we're coming really far with progress in a lot of these stories and plots and musical theater and adaptions into film and stuff like that. And then we can see where we can go with the next step. But I, I do really praise this team and, and everyone for bringing this yeah. to... And, and it's everyone it's everyone's homes right now as we're all... Uh, one thing I, I, I will say really quickly here too is... I haven't seen a live stage musical in so long. So to see it and oh, feel that joy, great. it's like, oh, it's in my living room. I'm here. I'm seeing people singing and dancing and acting and comedy. And oh, I miss it. I and miss you it. see I the Broadway it. marquees and the Broadway mm-hmm. theaters. And you're like, oh, I just want to be there. And they're all gathering at opening nights and seeing shows and running around the streets. I'm like, oh, it's coming. I know we will be back. but And know. I think something I, w- I would like to touch on a little bit, too, because mm-hmm. I've seen some reviews on this already. And, you know, I find it interesting that we're so hone on this whole like why is james corden playing a gay character Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and at first i was going to go in on it probably on a really like i don't want to see him do this but i think he did a really good job Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i i don't think we should be saying someone should be playing a character based on their sexuality that's just my feeling on it and we and people have been talking about james corden identifying as straight as an actor but playing a gay character and we have andrew rannells a gay actor playing a straight character so there was that and I also there, think yeah. that 
we shouldn't be the people that are deciding what someone's orientation is just because of what they say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. That's interesting. No, it is. It is interesting. And- because we don't know if he's 100% one way or mm-hmm, the other. Mm-hmm. But guess what? He did a really good job playing the character. And I don't think that there was a ton of um, moments in there that were super stereotypical. He was just playing a character. Yeah, yeah. You know? They were both. They were all rooted in their characters, and I thought um, everyone did a really nice job playing the role. And yeah, it, it was. It was very very. And nice. I didn't even and just to touch on that a little bit too. It's like Andrew Reynolds. I didn't even know he was playing a straight character because yeah, yeah. it wasn't important. Right. It, was, it really wasn't right. important. It was just about him playing a character. Right. And we know that James Corden's characters dealt with his identity throughout, yes. so that was part of his character. But we didn't really talk about the identity of Dee Dee Allen's character and Andrew right. Dickinson's character and some of these other. So it's interesting that we, and then we were so lightly, focused on some things and not other. And we touched really lightly on like Keegan Michael Key playing Tom Hawkins, the principal. He has that number about I'm a straight guy and I like theater. And I was like, I thought when he says yeah. that line, I'm like, oh yeah, they're. Really, and Mel Street's like, what? You know, so right. it's so interesting. But oh, oh. there oh. it is. It's time, time to go places. places. Well, I hope you all enjoyed our podcast today chatting about the prom it is a must-see film in my opinion i hope everyone has an opportunity you know send a text to five people right now and text mom dad brother sister grandma grandpa friend just say you got to check out the prom this weekend it was really really check it out we would love to have a conversation with you all on what you liked about the prom oh yeah you didn't like about the prom comment comment uh, engage with us on any of the things that we're talking about because we would love to continue yes, this conversation. Yes, and we thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed and please continue to listen to our podcast in the future. Please make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Two Worlds Entertainment, for latest things like podcasts and other awesome content. And please make sure you follow Two Worlds Entertainment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you like this podcast today, uh, please leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, we really appreciate that. We've been putting um, these out frequently and we really Really would love your feedback. Five stars is always great. <laughs> and a nice comment about the topic that we are talking there about. There we are. Well, until next time, I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Signing off for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.